Welcome back to Starting With A Story. My name is John Lee, recent college graduate who just happened to stumble upon a microphone. And each week, I hope to bring you a person or story that motivates and inspires you to grow and connect with more people every single day. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now, let's get to our story. Welcome, welcome, my friends. I am so glad that you chose us to start your week off. So let's get to it. I'm actually super pumped to share this week's guest with you all today. I met him while dancing at one of his performances in Kansas City, Missouri, and on a whim, I decided to reach out to him after the show. Long story short, our drive and purpose really resonated with each other, and we decided to make this interview happen for all of you. Now, this man is a crazy talented individual. He's an impressive musician and an entrepreneur that got four yeses on The X Factor back in 2012 and has since then opened for some huge artists. I'll list them out and see if, uh, see if any of them ring a bell. We got Wiz Khalifa, Shaggy, Aaron Carter, T-Pain, Flo Rida, Time Flies, and many others. Do you know any of those guys? I think I know a few of them. <laughs> now, I just want to say that this guy's energy is absolutely infectious. His dance moves are smooth as butter, and his music inspires others like no other. So give it up for my friend, A.Y. from the Battery Tour. Welcome back to Starting With A Story. My name is John Lee, and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to a legendary musician with some sick dance moves. His name is A.Y., and I met him in Kansas City, Missouri. So here we go. Hey, what's up, A.Y.? How we doing? Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> how's life dude how's life how are you doing today on the show life's good dude and actually when what show did we meet oh, that is a question i've always wanted to ask it's yeah like, yeah um so i was volunteering at a crystal ray high school in kansas city um and i'm pretty sure it was in october um i we were just uh walking the streets of downtown and we just kind of stumbled upon like a huge crowd dancing and singing and we stopped by and i was like oh my gosh yeah. like this dude is awesome and then and then you played a song by John Bellion, and that was like when his new album was kind of like still new, and like no one really understood the lyrics, and no one was really like getting it, but like I knew the song, so I was like feeling it, so I, I was dancing and singing along with you, yeah. and that's that's how I met you. <laughs> and John is the man, bro. <laughs> um, One of my favorite songs. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that guy's a legend, and you know you are too. So this is this all this all comes. <laughs> circle you know it comes full circle <laughs> thanks Damn, i'm blessed i'm blessed thank you yeah for sure so a lot of the starting with the story community they don't really know who you are because a lot of them aren't from kansas city missouri or haven't heard about you and your story so how about you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself your upbringing um your story and like how you started dope dope yeah what's up guys so, uh, I got my start, like, in music on a TV show called The X Factor. 
Oh, so, wait, what? Uh, I've actually never heard of that. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> yeah, so, and X Factor is a long story, but it was cool. It was a great experience. Uh, I got four yeses from the celebrity judges. So that was L.A. Reid, Demi Lovato, uh, Britney Spears was my judge, oh, and then uh, so yeah, casual, actually, so casual. Isn't that crazy? Simon Cowell wasn't there that day, though. He got sick. So if you ever watched the the show, you know he got sick. And mm-hmm. uh, Louis Walsh. Louis Walsh, you know, was one of the judges that did X Factor for like eight years in the UK or something. Talent mm-hmm. guy. He stepped in for a Simon Cowell, that specific, uh, you know, in the in the Midwest audition mm-hmm. or whatever. So th- those are my judges, and I was with my brother AJ Young, and he, uh, you know, he sings and sounds like John Mayer. So we did a John Mayer record. I did some rap to it. Oh, La Reed, yeah, it was crazy. La Reed nicknamed my brother the Black John Mayer. And, uh, Demi, Demi's like you're a star, and they're like, "Hey, why you're a star?" Mm. You know, and 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 then uh, you know, I could dive more into that process, but what I'll say is, after the show, um, I wanted to say hey to the world. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get my music heard, so I made this song called "Say Hey," mm-hmm. my first single, and put some music together. And I figured out I, I my problem was I didn't know how to. Uh, like put on a concert anywhere. I didn't want to be like mm-hmm. a street performer. You know, Andy Grammer back then, I'd watch him just before he blew, mm-hmm. and he's great, but he was acoustic, right? Mm-hmm. Acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. These guys are acoustic, you know, it's not a concert. And I was more like a rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like at the time, I did a little singing, but I was more a rapper, you know, you know, five years old, and I was a singer. So yeah, yeah, I'm like, man, I want, I want to put on a show, mm-hmm. you know? Just like if they bought a ticket and saw me live. So I figured out how to power a concert mm. and and so I started performing and doing my music do, direct to consumer doing my songs handing out CDs uh, and uh, you know I, I, I use batteries to power the show so I called it the battery dude hey, that's so sick so what are you using like double yeah. A batteries triple A C batteries no <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really tell people the type of uh, batteries that mm-hmm. I use because I also uh, have some uh, IP stuff secret. I'm trying intellectual property type stuff that I do. But, I mean, uh, I can say, yeah, they're like car batteries. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're like that, yeah. And, and uh, yep, and I figured out how to, you know, convert the direct current DC to AC, which is all scientific term. So, basically, mm-hmm. I have an outlet anywhere, so I can plug my gear into an outlet. And mm-hmm. that's how uh, the people, which is like you, man, mm-hmm. you know, people yeah, yeah. go, uh, when they donate it, you know, a dollar or five bucks, mm. you know, to keep going, uh, they became, or they call themselves outlets. Hey, we're the outlet, you know, we're, uh, for the battery tour, you know, mm-hmm. we're your outlet. Outlet. So that's where, like, the fan base name came in of outlets, you know? Yeah, you like, plug so your fans are called, they're being outlets, that's what? Yeah, yeah, well, my fans call themselves outlets, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we got the battery tour, they're the outlets, you oh, know that's what I'm so, saying? I love that. <laughs> I mean, that's how it all got birthed, just kind of organically, just kind of naturally, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's such a cool cool story and how it all starts and how I, I love the, the idea for the show and wanting to perform anywhere and then being able to play on with battery for outlet and really just get that message going, getting it out there. But what, what I'm so curious about is, so did you just happen to like 
pick up a microphone one day and then you just show up on X Factor? Like, how did how did that oh. happen? Like, how do you start? Like, where did you yeah. start? Um, well, I started writing stuff when I was like younger because I I was homeschool homeschool kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was Boy Scout. Like, I grew up in the inner city of Kansas City. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in my city, dude, it's like you can be in the in the hood, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you can drive a couple of blocks. And it's like a nice area. It's really yeah, weird. That was the weirdest. One of the weirdest parts of volunteering over there was because you know I'm working with students that are in like a, a tougher environment, but then two blocks yeah. over, you got Gucci, Versace. I'm like, what? Why are these stores here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Crazy man, it's like crazy. Or like, yeah, yeah, you got like gang violence over here on Truce, and mm-hmm. anyone can't see, they know what Truce is. And then here's the Country Club Plaza, like right mm-hmm. down the street. It's weird. So I started writing about stuff that I saw, mm-hmm. stuff that I went through. It, I was just a, a writer, a poet, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and then uh, my brother had picked up the guitar. That's AJ. So AJ was a guitar player, got into singing and performing. I still wasn't a performer. I was mainly an athlete, and I wrote on the side. There was just one day I was hanging out with my brother. It literally started like this. I, I literally just hanging out with my brother. He was mm-hmm. playing something on the guitar. And I was like, dude, I wrote something. I think you can go with it. <laughs> and I, I started like talking it. I, I didn't even really know what rap was because my mom didn't let me listen to rap. Uh, okay. So I didn't talk with rapping, bro. I was just talking. You're just talking over music. Yeah. Yeah, and the song, the song was like, and it's funny how you can be in the hood one minute, drive a couple of blocks, it's like chameleon hit it. The color stays the same, the race has changed. You know, the government's yeah, yeah. new way, new age, a racist way. It was, it was like, yeah, keep it going, bro. It was, keep it going. Dude, it was tight. <laughs> yeah, man, and and uh, it was recently too, because I'm like, and since Obama won for change, you know, I was talking about, uh, don't be surprised while giving the speech, somebody grips the heat. It was, it, I just thought recently, so. When that happened, I was like, wow, this works on this thing that you're playing on your guitar. We actually recorded it because AJ had a studio. So AJ was into music. Like I said, I wasn't Mm. heard the record. I thought it was great. I was like, man, I kind of like doing this. I want to, I want to perform. I want to keep doing this. And I mean, that's how it started for me. And I'm pretty much, I mean, the next song, I mean, that stick this in your pocket was the first song I wrote, but I mean, the second and third song I made was like, say, hey, it's what you're hearing now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So naturally, music for me, writing, you know, acting, as far as if you've ever seen my music videos, it just, it's what I, it's who I am, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that. I love that. Were you, were you always that from within, like an actor, a singer, a performer? Were you always a performer at heart? Or did that just kind of grow from That's starting? <laughs> Yo, I don't know. Actually, man, I always I play basketball, so I was Division One basketball player. Yeah, yeah, I looked it up. You uh, you went to Heston College, right? Um, yeah, Heston. I did go to Heston, but before mm. Heston, before Heston, I was at UMKC. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. So the University of Missouri, but I got recruited to play out at, to play Gonzaga, walk on spot at KU. Yeah, I was like really good, so I put my ten thousand hours. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I believe in 10,000 hours, so I mm. put that into basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, when I discovered music, which was uh, when I was playing at UMKC, is when I basically kind of discovered music at that moment that I told you with my brother. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I, I asked myself, well, do I want to do, you know, like, ball for a living, go overseas, whatever, mm-hmm. or do I change the world by, you know, music? And so I made that decision immediately. And I mean, a year later, I was on the X Factor TV show. You know, wow. I dropped wow. out of school and went after it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, was that decision tough for you, or was it just like a, oh, 
the the answer's so clear. I'm gonna go for music and yeah. alcohol. I mean, it was super tough because my whole family, as far as like my mom and dad, I know that they wanted me to stick with the ball because mm-hmm. that's where the that, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was really good. I had, I had offers to play overseas, and I was only a freshman. You know, yeah. Do my whole life into it, but but when you ask where did the performance come from, it's like basketball is performing the hard work ethic that mm-hmm. you learn sports. Yeah, for sure. I immediately applied it to music, and I just knew that the way I wanted to change the world would be not through putting a ball through the hoop. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I love doing that, and I think you can change the world but mm-hmm. i always wanted to change the world i just noticed how music influenced people more so mm-hmm. i mean for me once i got on the x factor tv show that was the validation that i needed yeah yeah like, you so made it. like yeah i'm going all I, I really thought a lot more would happen with that show mm-hmm. but uh, uh i it was also my first understanding of the music business mm-hmm. And I got to understand the business. Yeah, and I mean, that's I, a crazy that's, first start. If I've ever heard one, like, that, you'll yeah. learn it from that for sure. <laughs> it was crazy, man. I mean, you know, it was, it was what I needed to know mm. at the time. Mm. So are you one to get nervous at all? Or were you just like, you weren't nervous whatsoever? You're just chilling, doing your thing? I, I, was, I was definitely, like, a little nervous. Mm-hmm. I think my brother was more nervous than me because he had never performed without his guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a natural performer, so even like what Demi says, like mm-hmm. I think you're a superstar, you know. Like when 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 I have a stage and mm-hmm. if I'm on, it, or like you notice if I'm on the street corner and you don't know who I am, mm-hmm. I can create an audience. So yeah, I'm a yeah. natural performer. I just need a platform. So for me, I was nervous to sit to inside, thinking, will I seize the day? with this platform and make it where the rest of my life I'll have a platform mm. or a fan base that can, I can, you know, uh, perform through. It's For me, I'm more nervous for cap- captivating that moment and making it last forever. Mm, mm, awesome, awesome. So when when you perform, what is the, the th- one thing that you want everyone at that show or that performance to, to get from it once they leave? No. <laughs> I, I have so many answers to that. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> hey, man, you can you can answer all all the answers, man. <laughs> I mean, a simple answer is just like I want people to feel love, you know, mm. feel the passion. I, I think I want people to feel like they can do anything they set their mind to. Mm. I think I can tell you, I can tell you what I think I want people to feel, or what I think people feel, mm-hmm. or I can just regurgitate or basically just tell you. Mm-hmm. What I will say and what I hear people say from all ages and all demographics is my music brings people together mm. and makes people believe in their self. I mean, I've stopped people. I got, if you go to my house, which I'm about to be at my house, mm-hmm. all of my walls, there's letters, people saying I stopped them from committing suicide. Oh, uh, nice. I, I'm helping get through getting bullied, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what my music does for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what's cool for me is, you know, I do 200 shows a year, if not mm-hmm. more. And it's cool to hear feedback and people telling me what, because I, I, I can tell you what I want it to do. Every artist is like, yeah, my music does this for you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I can walk uh, or my apartment and you can see, you know, a hundred different letters and drawings from elementary schools of them telling me what it does. And it's just a lot of love and acceptance mm. and togetherness. That's what I get mm. from my music. Love so. that. Love that. 
So I yeah. guess you kind of answered that just now, but what are, what are some of the things that keep you going and keep you striving no matter what challenges you face, no matter what obstacles you come across? Like what keeps you going every single day? Yo, a, a non-mature me wouldn't say this first, but I'm more mature now. I definitely got to say God, man. Jesus Christ keeps you going. Mm. What do you not? Mm. But uh, I don't, you know, sometimes, man, I really don't know. I'll just mm. be honest, man. I, it's just a dream. I always had the dream that I would be on stage and I'd be able to do my music and record. And the climate of the industry, as you know, bro, the industry is changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The music industry, mm-hmm. you know, money's streaming. People aren't buying albums. People aren't even listening to all the albums, the singles, mm-hmm. algorithms, all this stuff that somebody that's listening may know I'm talking about. Maybe they don't. Yeah, yeah, they, sure. But it, everything's changing now. So I think what what's what I'm making a my I'm making a lot of pivots right now. Mm-hmm. So this this is an odd time because I used to just be a hundred percent artist, and now I'm definitely a lot more of a businessman mm, mm. and I'm learning how to build the right model and scale and still be able to do what I love with his music, no mm. matter how much money is made or not made from mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I guess in order to answer your question, what keeps me going? It's just like, at the end of the day, I actually love music. I love to perform to people and I, I like, to spread positivity and love because that's what comes from inside me. Mm. And so what keeps me going, honestly, is is other people too. Like n- knowing that I have people counting on me to put out music or to mm. keep performing is probably what's been keeping me going. And knowing that I'm having an effect on people because if I don't know that I'm having an effect, mm-hmm. you know, if I don't have an audience, then it's like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I have an audience a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's across the country because I travel, so awesome. it keeps me going to know, hey, I got to keep putting out great stuff, and I got to keep growing this because people need to, to hear my message. Yeah, for sure, for sure. For, for those that haven't listened to your music yet, what is a sneak peek or the, the main message that you want to send to those people? And, you know, I'm sure that they'll check it out after this interview for sure. They have to. I mean, honestly, you have to. <laughs> yeah, man, they got to check. That's uh, my favorite song from my first album, which is the only one out right now. It's Creep Creep, man. Mm-hmm. All about dreams and goals. But I, I, I think I think my music in the past, and I, and you also, you're talking to me while I'm, you know, creating my next album mm-hmm. with it's gonna be so crazy. I've been working on it for a while. Okay, so off this off this one album, I'm open for Whiskey, but you know, Shaggy, T Pain, Aaron Carter, so many artists. Mm-hmm, I've toured mm-hmm. America, so that's been beautiful. But the second album is definitely gonna be, uh, I don't know, it's all these singles. I think it'll definitely be artistically more of who I am. You'll mm-hmm. be able to see a dancing. A lot of people don't know I'm a great dancer. Now you're going to see some of that Chris Brown style. Mm, Amen, dude. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But still that hip-hop Kid Cudi feel that I have on the music and lyrics that, you know, that's just that's kind of my thing. So as far as the music that's out now uh, that I've been performing, uh, yeah, it's definitely like makes you feel inspired. You know, Mm -hmm. the new music 
the new music will be definitely there'll be some party stuff there'll be some 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 spitting stuff because you know uh i'm good friends with with tech nine yeah oh yeah yeah they came to uh i think kansas city uh crystal ray high school one time he like Yo, came in to he... talk <laughs> he did i don't think he performed i think he came in to like talk about maybe partnering up or doing something with them but um i remember like the kids were going crazy because he was like walking down the halls during class and it was like, Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Tech Nine. And like, I didn't grow up in Kansas City, so I didn't know what was happening, but I was like, Yeah, woo. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, that's about awesome. one guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's awesome. Yo, so, I, funny story. Okay, mm-hmm. two things Tech. One, I, I did a video with Tech Nine. Uh, I starred in it as a one. Uh, it had Tech Nine, E40, and Chris Calico. Oh, dude. So, you know, oh, tell man. me what you got. That guy, <laughs> he's right yeah, yeah. press, well, shake him, or whatever. <laughs> e for you. <laughs> awesome, awesome, dude. Uh, you got to send me the link to that. I'll, I'll, uh, I got to take a look at that. That'd, that'd be dope. Yeah, it's called No Candy, dude. But the, the story is that, you know, I just asked him recently because I started shooting a video for one of my mm-hmm. new songs. Not out yet. It's called Up Down. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we we got Dale Earnhardt. He's like a race car guy. Uh, he let me use his jacket, a couple of his cars, Kansas Speedway. We've mm-hmm. got Green KC. But my fun, the, the most fun part of this one video, even though we had all these people involved, was when I went to Tech's house and we danced together. <laughs> and that's going to be in the video. So that's coming out. <laughs> but I love <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome. That sounds amazing. I can't wait uh, wait for it to drop. Kind of changing gears here a little bit, but what's your what's your relationship with uh, Sacrifice in your Oh, story? that's great. That's a real question, bro. <laughs> yeah, sorry, to, yeah. sorry to just change that, right, like 180 degrees. <laughs> All we need is the audience right now. I'm like, yo, this guy's tight. It's good. <laughs> you need your own show, man. I mean, your own show with an audience. Oh my goodness, you're too much, you're too much. Yeah, bro, I'll be right there. Nah, you're awesome. Yo, that's a dope question. Well, I mean, I have sacrificed my entire life for my dreams and goals Mm. and for this this, uh, thing to have. Here's what I'll say about sacrifice. Mm. I'll say this, and I talked about, I said this earlier. Remember I said, do you know about 10,000 hours? Yeah, yeah, that's the concept of, like, you got to put in, like, 10,000 hours into one exactly. thing, and then that's how you master it. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, even when I when I evaluate, for instance, when I evaluated basketball, I'd be like, you could put 10,000 hours into dribbling, but you still got to put 10,000 into shooting mid-range, and then mm-hmm. shooting three-pointers. And then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's so mm-hmm. amazing how great and how, but how many hours you got to put in before you master every element of the game of basketball. Right, yeah, for sure. For Think sure. about that. So you're Dude, not so just <laughs> You know, that's why Stephen Curry's still working. But because uh, yeah, he might have put ten thousand into the shooting, but then he put ten thousand into the dribbling and then the, the pull up. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to sacrifice, it's just like how great do you want to be? How successful do you want to be? Too many artists, and that's why my phone goes off the hook. Like people call artists mm-hmm. call it. They want to know how to make it in the music business, mm-hmm. but you know. There's not they, they don't even understand what the music business is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how can you be an artist or claim to be an artist if you don't know what a booking agent is? Mm. Or if you don't know what a buy-on is, or if you don't know how an agent functions or a PR company. Yes, mm-hmm. it's twenty eighteen, we have the power of Google, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to just be a talent that makes a song and just wants to work. Like, you can actually because because at the end of the day, nowadays, you are your own business. You're a yeah. fan, a brand is a promise. Charlie Walk said that on this uh, season of the four TV mm-hmm. show. An artist is a brand, a brand is a promise. Mm-hmm. You need to know what a brand is. You need to know what your promise is. You need to know how to create a brand, how to, you know, you need to be a businessman and mm-hmm. you also need to be an artist. So, yeah, uh, yeah. talk about sacrifice. That's an immense amount of hours perfecting the writing, learning how to produce, learning how to, uh, you know, team build, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Make people believe in what you have, present yourself. Then there's a performing side. You know, I used to walk every day for like a year or two straight. I had this practice mic. It's upstairs now. Mm-hmm. But everywhere I went, I had a practice mic in my hand. Mm-hmm. I would practice flipping it the whole, just like a basketball. Dude, that's awesome. Oh yeah. When it, when I, I'll tell you one more thing. When I went to Heston College and I played basketball there for that mm-hmm. last, before I got on the X-Factor TV show. But when I went to Heston every single night, and every single day, at least, at least, at least six to ten hours a day, I was in front of the mirror practicing wow. my performing, performing wow. the song that I wrote every day, just like, mm-hmm. just like repetition, just like shooting on a gun. So that I wasn't partying, I wasn't drinking, I wasn't, I, I mean, I wasn't even doing my homework sometimes. I was just <laughs> working, working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, oh my God, why? How did you go to Burbank, California, and have a crowd of 300 people? gathered around and see you play well i i mean i'm a pretty good performer now yeah but i put yeah. that t- i put those hours in yeah you worked your butt off man yeah so that, that that's the level of sacrifice you have to be willing to do happily and mm. actually you want to you want to be doing more so i mean if you don't have that in your system you're never going to make it yeah yeah no i i really resonate a lot with what you're saying when i was volunteering in kansas city like a lot of the high school students I worked with there, they're awesome. They're really funny. And I, I, I kid you not, like every week, someone new was dropping an EP or dropping a new mixtape, like every single weekend. <laughs> um, I was just like, whoa, like you guys are all going to be artists and rappers. Like, I don't, I don't understand. And um, that's, that's such a great um, insight oh, to say great. that like, you really have to want it. You got to put in that work and you really just got to, you know, like you said, deal with sacrifice and, have a healthy relationship with sacrifice for the things that you really want to achieve. So I really resonate with that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And I like what you're saying. You know, I'll second that. Yeah. That's another thing we could talk about music all day, but you said all these artists are dropping stuff every five seconds. Mm -hmm. But I also would say it's a worthwhile sacrifice to have patience because you're sacrificing the monetary gain of all my friends. know I put out a mixtape or whatever to have patience Mm. Put in time in your work, discover who you are, work on your craft, mm. and then that's a sacrifice in itself. And then put out something that's innovative and worthwhile. So many yeah. artists, artists, I don't call them artists anymore. They're just karaoke people. They're just, <laughs> there's, gotcha. there's a million of those. And then yeah. every then you see an artist. And even on even on the TV shows, uh, American Idol and all these. Stuff, even when I was on X Factor, I saw mm-hmm. a long. A lot of karaoke singers, people mm. that got the voices in the shower, but they're not truly an artist. Mm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's a total different thing. So, so I guess to kind of dive a little more into that is what differentiates that person from being an artist from just a karaoke person? Is it the passion, the sacrifice? Like, what, what is it? 
I think I, I personally think, and I know this sounds cheesy as hell, <laughs> it does, but there's just an it factor that you mm. can't explain. Mm. Or an X factor. I love how it's funny the X Factor TV show, but there's just an X factor with the, and, it, and it's a combination of all of those things uh, mm. or a lack thereof of one, but a, a, a lot of another. It's really, really, it's, it's, a, it's a luck one time, one place. It's mm. a lot of different things because there are some people that are, like, for instance, there are some drummers that are the best you'll ever see in the world. Mm. But because they don't have the right it factor or the right passion level, whatever, they will never leave the garage mm. ever. So it's a kind, it's a kind, and, and it's getting trickier in my opinion. I mean, David Grohl said some stuff about, you know, there's this video, David Grohl, do you know what David Grohl is? Mm-mm. They, uh, David Grohl is like the, I think he's a drummer for what is it? Is it? Is it's it's one of the biggest bands. Uh, it's not like Blink One Eighty Two. Anyway, David Grohl is he's part part of or was part of one of the most successful bands in the history of music. But anyway, there is a video of him saying that he still believes that if you're just great at what you do, then you'll be seen. You know, mm-hmm. that's what he believes. He believes that if you're a great band, you got some good music, and you just play live. He still believes you'll make it playing live. I mm. disagree with David Grohl because I'm growing up in 2018 as a millennial, and I don't mm. believe that that's all it takes. You know what mm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, I, I, I'm trying to figure out what, where I was going with that. So what I identify is that that if factor now, in my opinion, it's, it's just a mix of, of, of all of those different things and then just an energy thing, a right place at right time, a mm. timing, uh background maybe who could be a potential investor where you live the location i think it's all these random materialistic factors now and the it part you know to, mm. to get that discovery at least mm. right because yeah. who cares yeah. who cares about the greatest artist in the world or the next prince when he's in a basement right now rehearsing to the, to the mirror you know he'll never have the social mm. media presence mm. or the backing to be to be seen yeah, yeah, no. I, I Sorry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got 60-year-old rappers now. I mean, dude, you know, Jay-Z will be in rain forever because, you know, there's less money in music. Mm-hmm. And harder and harder for people, you know, these YouTube guys getting the five seconds of fame now. Mm-hmm. People are blowing up from 10-second videos. Like, mm-hmm. it's just oversaturated. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard yeah. it's hard to find a real artist anymore, you know? Yeah. That artist yeah. back shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel that it definitely, definitely does seem like the the market. It, like you said, it was very saturated. You got people, you know, coming up from nothing every other day, and it just keeps happening and happening, happening. But then, yeah, and then, but the thing is, like that, a lot of times they don't last. Like it's just like a few moments, and then they're gone, and the next new person comes up, and it just cycles through and through, and no one's really consistent. So I find that very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> It's also interesting that the labels want to keep putting their money in and, and, you know, singles and hits, like just one hit artist. Mm-hmm. Things have changed, though. The model's different. It's like, if we can get a million streams on something, let's do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can get five, it's, it's, uh, things have changed. Things are different. And, and that's that's why I'm very happy I did create the battery tour because mm-hmm. independently I, I've been able to move, make enough money to eat mm-hmm. and continue. Uh, and, and see what I can do with this thing because you know it's a tough business. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's relentless for sure. You get it. It doesn't doesn't hold up for anyone. 
Man, right? I mean, even Tech Nine. It's funny he was just in the interview and he was with uh, I think it was Sway in the morning or it was Sway or it was the Breakfast Club. And it was like, yeah, man, how's the money going? You know, with the album sales, he was like terrible. <laughs> I think he said, I think uh, he said something about we got like five million streams and got like five thousand dollars or something, something uh, garbage. Yeah. yeah. You know, back in the day, you sell you sell five million albums. How much money is that? Yeah, dude, you're set. <laughs> you know, how much money is five million? You know, but five million streams, like, that's that's not five million albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. This is starting with a story, and I'm your host, John Lee. We'll be right back with more insights with AY from the Battery Tour. with your dreams and with your successes and your goals i guess what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced and how did you overcome those people that were naysayers or that they didn't believe in you or that they didn't think that you could you know make it to where you are today because you've grown so much since the beginning you know and i really respect that so you know it's not always easy so how do you kind of go through that and pass through it and overcome it heck yeah i mean there's a, there's a story with every pivot. Okay, so there's a word called pivot in the entrepreneurial space mm-hmm. pivot. that use a lot. Pivoting, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just maneuvering, you're morphing, whatever you want to like say. But I've I've learned how to speak the lingo of an entrepreneur because I'm building businesses as well. Mm-hmm. But so basically, there's a story for every pivot that I made. But all I'll I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this because I started using like four or five years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had that's really quick. But it's like I just never let anyone tell me no, and if they told me no, I just wasn't really listening. Yeah, the door might be shut, but I just would find another way in. Mm-hmm. Like when I first started trying to open up for Wiz Khalifa, or, or you know, I just picked a big artist. It's no, mm-hmm. no, no, or they or the booking, no one even responds, right? But then yeah. you go oh, wait. They're with this agency, and who's the lead agent? And, oh, it's, that's him. So let me email the agent, and then the agent doesn't respond, but maybe mm-hmm. the venue company that's promoting the event responds. And then you, you know what I'm saying? You start mm-hmm. putting pieces of mm-hmm. how to, and you keep going. You just, really what you got to do, man, is you just got to keep going. I mean, because mm-hmm. the thing is that everyone that was ever successful was told no a thousand times, a thousand different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so that true. simple. I mean, it doesn't matter what you, as an actor, it doesn't matter if you're a construction worker, a dancer. I mean, all the all the successful people I know, every anybody who ever was successful had some no's. You you have to be. I there's a there's a there's a statement that I heard that I love now. It's called fail. I think it's fail, fail first, fail fast. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like I look for like it's like Gary Vaynerchuk says Gary Vaynerchuk. Bro, I look for failure because once I fail, I get up and, and I mean, I want to fail because if you fail hard, you fail fast, 
you can pivot, you can learn, you can go again. Like, you need to fail. You can't. This whole new age, millennial generation idea that everything's going to go smooth and, 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 and everyone's a winner and all this, it's destroying everything. That's no. That's not the case. The doors are still getting shut in my face, man. Yeah. Over, over or knowledge is power. And I'm learning about the business. Wow. Well, that's how that works. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, sure, there's something sure. about Russ's story that I can't wait to speak to Russ because I love I love everything about you know who Russ is? Mm-mm. You don't know who Russ is? No, who's Russ? Okay, you need to check out the artist Russ. Russ. Alright. R U S S? Yeah, R U S S. He put mm-hmm. out an album a year for ten years, right? It blew up on SoundCloud and he made it. And now Russ is one of the biggest artists, you know, in America. Here's the thing about Russ that I don't know. I don't know this part of the story. It's like, at the end of the day, you were signed Kara Lewis. But Kara Lewis is my dream booking agent and the best agent, like, in the world. She's Eminem's agent. She's so many people's agent. So the question is, Russ, you know, how did you get a deal or get even in the room with mm. Kara Lewis prior to your 10th album? Because you were doing these incredible tours, building your numbers. With before there was, you know, your partnership with Atlantic Records, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, I love, a, I love a lot of stuff that Russ says because Russ talks about industry, uh, industry drones and industry plants, how the industry like will sign someone but act like they're independent for like five years and then, mm-hmm. you know, all fake stuff. So he's, he's one of the realest artists in the business. But what I don't know is how you got the best booking agent with you. You know, before you blew up, you see what I'm saying? So she was Mm -hmm. instrumental. She was instrumental Mm -hmm. in him making it. So a guy like me who's completely independent, I don't have the biggest booking agent in the world on my, on my team. You know, I I wonder how, was that a financial transaction? Was Mm -hmm. that your new one? Was Mm -hmm. that what you need to know situation? Like everyone, every, everything that you're seeing is not by chance. And that's what I'm learning in this business. And I'm learning Mm -hmm. that. The cost, you know, I could talk, I could talk about Macklemore and the financial moves that were made on his behalf, mm-hmm. the scene that he achieved to get where he was at. Chance the rapper, that's mm-hmm. that's a story we could talk about too. Yeah. I could talk about Tech Nine mm-hmm. and the money was pumped into Tech Nine's career so he could get on that stage and open up for Jay Z and Rock the Bells, mm-hmm. which the whole world knew him. So it's it, 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 it's funny how people think these guys made it, and then you look at the business transactions behind mm. why you see them. And so I'm at that weird space where I'm learning these things. I'm going, well, then how am I going to get this? You know? Yeah, or who yeah for sure. But it's a weird space, you know? So mm-hmm. that's the business. Yeah, yeah. Always got to be evolving, always trying to learn, and always got to, you know, figure out your path, you know? And I, I feel that that's really tough to do. But you did mention that these are all things that a lot of people don't know about these artists, like the behind the scenes thing. So what's a part of your story that you wish more people knew about you? Yeah. You know, honestly, man, I wish, I honestly wish more people did know my story. Mm. I actually think that my story is so new Mm. and the way I've been doing it is so unique. Mm. Like, who do you know doing battery power concerts <laughs> as a solo artist all around the country living off of the tips from the audience 
Yeah, you dude. know, opening up for Wiz Khalifa and Shaq. Like, who do you know? And, but I'll be honest, a lot of people come to my shows and they don't even think that it's it's there's they don't even think they don't even think that I run this without electricity because it sounds like a festival. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're just like, oh, this is something that happens. It's like, no, this is not something that happens. Like, I carry my batteries down three flights. I travel America in this mm-hmm. car. I set up for time. Like, I don't think enough people know my legit story. When they figure it out, they're excited. Mm-hmm. And the music, the music, you know, is more appealing even more than it already was. But mm-hmm. I just think that I need to figure out a way to to to, to get more and more people to discover my story. Yeah, uh, yes. and I think that takes a certain level of backing financially, things mm-hmm. like that. I don't have, mm-hmm. you know, but that's okay though. I mean, I God's got a plan. So yeah, yeah, no, I respect that. And the thing about your shows is, when you go to one of your shows or one of your performances, like no matter who's there, they're just they're there and they're captured and they're just like they gravitate towards you and and feed off of your energy. So. How do you go into a show and get people of all ages to just fall in love with the moment in your performance? Yeah, that's the hardest part, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's all ages. It's not just, you know, young teens or kids or uh, millennials or adults. It's it's literally everyone. I remember when I was on that street corner, you had everyone dancing and singing and just having the time of their lives, like as if they've never done that before. So, like, how yeah. do you how do you do that? The battery tour is freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to really study people and like figure out what I was doing to people, but I think there's something called the fourth wall, right? Mm. Is that what it's called? You know what I'm talking about? Know. No, no, no. Please explain. Well, well, I think it's I think it's called the fourth wall, the fifth wall. But basically, everyone has that barrier. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if I don't know you, just have a barrier. You know, yeah, like for sure. magic kind of barrier. But once that thing is broken down. Uh, you know, uh, once you break down that wall that I think it's called the fourth wall, that everyone's open. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, man, with music and dance, it's just like, if you can make someone feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. like when they're singing in the shower, then you'll Mm -hmm. get those responses. So I found a way and I don't really Mm -hmm. know how, just when I perform, I'm open. I'm really like performing but i'm bringing you in mm-hmm. i'm bringing i'm letting you know that this is a space that you you won't be judged if you dance weird or you mm-hmm. you know whatever you won't be judged by how you sing or whatever it's just an all-inclusive like mm-hmm. everyone's welcome i'm i'm putting that energy out i'm basically charging the crowd I'm getting, yeah, you know, dude, I'm putting, and i'm also making myself and what what people don't do in music is everyone's on the stage or even when they're on the stage that there's a separation like there's i'm the artist i'm the thing and then you mm. stare at me you know and you're the thing and I, I think that i just try to give value and make us at that same level like we're all the same mm. you know mm. so now that now everyone's sharing snapchat because they feel like they're important they're a part of the show they are the show mm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the people are the battery tour you the re- you are the outlet you know what i'm saying uh yeah i'm just the plug i guess so i mean i just kind of just put myself into the people and they, 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 and then before you know it, man, once you get people to break out of that shell, before you know it, the little kids dancing and grandma's moving around. Yeah. First in my lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, it's yeah. just, yeah. So, so going along with that, what, what was the most beautiful moment that you've had or shared with someone while you were performing? Huh? 
Yo, I've had way too many. Honestly. <laughs> Last year, I had some great moments. Let me see, man. I mean, there was a moment. There's been some moments performing. The I covered the song Car Radio. That's been pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. I will. I will. I, w- I won't pick one moment. I mean, you know, it's funny because when I was when you're a young artist, mm-hmm. you have that dream that oh, I'm gonna have my name in lights, and one day everyone's gonna sing the words of my song. Yeah, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Mm-hmm. That universal. Oh, I, everyone's gonna sing. And I remember when I was doing my song Titanic. Mm. On, Corner. Great song, by the way. Great song. Dude, thanks. Do you like that song? Yeah, yeah, dude. I listened to all your videos for the past like week and a half, so it's it's been great. You know that. it's cracking, okay? <laughs> That's good. I just need I need I need more people to know. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah. On Titanic, I started doing the song, and I noticed I had like over seventy five, a hundred people like seeing the words of the song, and I was just like, wow, mm. that's crazy. And, and oh, I'm just, the people from the street corner that are shoppers or daily mm. concert goers, they weren't going to go see you. They they mm. turned into that later. Mm. You know, like I accumulated a fan base from people that from all over America. They, they, they and originally didn't have an intention mm. to know who I was. Yeah. So that shows me I got that it back and I got that thing. I just uh, you know, just uh, I'm still working. Yeah. But that, those have been beautiful moments when the crowd is singing the song that I wrote, and they, I'm just like, wow, yeah. on the corner, dude. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't even imagine a moment like that. That's crazy. If I'm singing, like people usually run away, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, you silly. Ah, uh, keep doing it, bro. You good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so another question that I had that uh, I was just kind of curious about is. After the X Factor and after you kind of started the battery tour and everything, was there ever a moment where you thought that you were going to drop the mic and leave it for good and, you know, go a different path? Yeah, last year, a year ago. A year mm. ago was the only time I was legit, like, feeling like I was about to really quit. Because mm. yeah. uh, what what had happened was I was, I was robbed of, of, of some money. Oh, my goodness. Year. Yeah, it was tough, man. I had a tough last year. Uh, I almost had a deal with Netflix. Didn't happen. Mm. Uh, I almost had uh, a private investor that would have mm. put enough money into me as mm. an artist where I could have done the tours that I always, you know, wanted to do. Mm. Didn't happen. Didn't happen due to the people that were around me. Mm. Uh, I just I learned to have the right team. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like quitting because I came so close to. Some financial stuff that would have really changed my life, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, I didn't give up. I, I don't know why I didn't give up. I kind of gave up for like a couple of weeks, which is rare. I can't believe for like two or three weeks I really didn't do much. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I went through like a depression. It was rough, but it was funny because this is what happened. What what took me out of that was one day I woke up. I think I checked my Facebook. No, it's my cell phone. <laughs> and this photographer that I worked with. Mm-hmm. He, he used to come to some of the shows he sends me just i just randomly get these images and it's a mm-hmm. whole like people like different ages like you mm-hmm. say different you know young old they're all wearing the battery tour shirt oh dude yeah they're like you know can't wait with your outlets can't wait to see you for me again i said dang i guess i guess i guess people you know I guess you gotta keep going. <laughs> you know, and I just kept going after that, and I was, and I, and every day I sometimes I'm just like, what am I doing, man? You know, like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Like, is this gonna work? But then we la- we just launched a national college tour. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I heard about that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, everything's a battle. It's all, it's all, it's all tough. Independent, man. It's real tough not having you know the platform handed to you on a silver platter like mm-hmm. a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been creating my own way for a while, and and we'll see what happens. Awesome, awesome. I wish you the best, man. That's that's great. I'm so glad that. Um, you didn't end it, that you kept up with it. And that's, that's really cool. What kind of advice would you give to the people that are listening right now that are going through that down, like the valley, the depression or the, the hard hitting spots where they felt that they were just close, but they missed it. And, you know, they're contemplating leaving their craft or just kind of giving up and going some other route. What what kind of advice would you give to them? Yeah. Um, I would say that you're, I think you got to figure out your why. Mm. Like a lot of times too. And I think my why, you know, why why do you do, why do you do it? You know, and then once you Mm -hmm. define your why, Mm -hmm. no one can take that away from you. Mm. So ask yourself, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like ask yourself, well, why do I perform? Some people just perform and do music. To pass the time, some want to get fine chicks, girls, mm-hmm. you know, some mm-hmm. be cool, and that's just what their friends do. So, I think if you're completely honest and open with yourself, you'll figure out why you do what you do, mm-hmm. and then you can set your own personal bar. Because honestly, man, and I and I struggle with this all the time, like you're never going to achieve, like you're never gonna, you're, you're always. Your your bar is always going to be really really high, and you've got to find your own success. And you've got to like take the time out to congratulate yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Because what mm-hmm. I do is I I always want to take the next step, and 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 one step's not never enough for me. Mm-hmm. And so I forget to say, hey, you know, this was an accomplishment. This is a good thing. I didn't get, I didn't get on the stage and go on a thirty city tour with Time Flies. Yeah, I, I just opened up for Time Flies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And I was like beating myself up. So I'm like, I want to go on the full tour. It's thirty days. So I can change my life. Mm-hmm. But make sure I say, hey, you know what? I just opened up for one of the biggest pop acts in America, and they have a you know a number one hit on the radio, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need to, yeah, make sure that all, you know, every step that you, you know, you're taking, even if it's, hey, you know, I just did my first open mic. Like, if that's an accomplishment, set mm-hmm. your goals. And, and when you do reach a goal, make sure you congratulate yourself. Make sure you mm-hmm. give yourself that credit. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo it. Yeah, you know? yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, man. I, I like that. Understanding and knowing what your why is. I think that's huge. And then also just showing yourself some love, man. We all need love. And you, if there's anyone that needs love, you got to show it to yourself, man. That's, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, because mm. being an artist, man, I think it's the toughest job there mm. is. Mm. Or, or entertainment, like you, you're in radio or a podcast. <laughs> you want to scale. You know, I always, you know, there's a guy named Eric Thomas that's doing great right now. Podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Uh-uh, uh-uh, but I'll check this podcast out. That sounds great. <laughs> and he does, like, motivational speaking. There's another guy I know about. But, you know, it, it's just tough doing what we're trying to do, mm. you know? It's Amen. tough. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for all your answers. Uh, we're thank coming you. to the end of our interview, so I just wanted to ask, where can our, our where can the Starting With The Story community find you at? Where can they connect with you and hear yeah. your music and all that stuff? 
Yeah, yeah, so I'm A-Y in the battery <laughs> store, and you can just find the battery to it, and you can find all of my music, A-Y's music, or you can just Google, look up, Spotify, whatever, A-Y music, that's music with a K, not a C, or just find the battery to it. Yeah, yeah, and are you on Instagram or Facebook, or where are you at? Yeah, yeah, so I'm on everything, uh, mm-hmm. at battery tour I, I like to push people to just find the battery tour i, I found it's easy okay. easy yeah yeah go find battery me tour, b-a-t-t-e-r-y t-o-u-r yep. awesome awesome battery tour just awesome. like that great great thank you so before i i have three final questions before i get to that i just wanted to you know say thank you for your time and thank you for your insight and your your vulnerability and your transparency i think that was really awesome and to hear a little bit more about your story and how you came to be and you know the struggles that you face because it's not easy it's not and i think you being so real really resonates with me and i really think that it'll resonate with the audience so i want to appreciate you thank and you. Uh, thank you for your time and your words of course dude you're awesome bro same same <laughs> with you man same with you it's awesome what you do i like <laughs> it thank you man thank you um so we have our three final questions um as you know, my podcast is starting with a story, so I like to do play on words too, just like Battery Tour and Outland and all that. So, um, what's been the favorite chapter of your life so far? The favorite chapter of my life so far. Are we speaking music? Oh no, anything, just your life. Man. Uh, um, I have a son. He's four, so the first of him. Yep. Oh my gosh, dude! You didn't say that. This is stuff you'll never know, bro. This is stuff that's low key. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So you said he's four years old. Four years old. His name's Casper. He's he's in all the battery tour social media, but no one knows. Like people mm. don't. Like some people know some. I don't. I don't put my super personal stuff out there much because mm. people. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. Aww. <laughs> Well, Casper. Oh, much love. Yeah. Much love. Um, second question is, you, if you had to give a title to the next chapter in your life, what would you title it? Uh, pivot. Pivot. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I like that. It would be pivot. I wonder where it's going to go, but that's what it would be. Mm, cool. And then last uh, last question of the day is, if you had to put a title or a name to the book of your entire life up until this moment, what would you title that book? For now, the plug. Oh, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the plug. Oh man, so you you seem pretty ready for that. Like that just came to you. Like where where did that come from? How did you how did you come up with that so quick? I mean, throughout my life, I've noticed that I bring people together. I've seen businesses, you know, scale because they met at my show. I've seen people get married now. You know, that mm. met at the show and dance at during one of my shows. That's so cool. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. seen I've seen outlets become best friends. Like I've mm. seen it. It's mad crazy. So I feel like I am the plug. And mm. now really, but the plug. Amen, the plug. It's a book I would yeah. love to read. Let me know if you ever write that. <laughs> right, man. I, I I'm thinking about writing a book, so you just you just influence me to write a book off the plug, man. Hey, <laughs> amen, amen, dude. I would definitely buy that. I love it. Um but again, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your insight and just like learning more about you. It's been really awesome. And I've had a lot of fun with this interview. So thank you so much. It's been dope, man. Do you say hey to who you are? You're the man. Peace out. <laughs> Amen. Stay safe. Stay you. <laughs> uh, it absolutely pains me to say it, but this marks the end of our interview with AY today. 
Talking with him has been an absolute blast, and I hope it was for you as well. I want to take this time, as usual, to leave you with a challenge. In this interview, AY really discussed a lot of his struggles, both externally and internally, with so much transparency. And what I realized was that he was real with himself. He was genuine in how he felt, with how he struggled, and with how he dealt with his sacrifices. So I want to leave you with this challenge to reevaluate your life and how you talk to yourself. As we all know, positive self-talk is essential, but what may be just as important that is commonly forgotten is being transparent and honest with yourself. Be the most genuine version of yourself, not only to others, but especially to yourself. Now, if you want to hear more from AY, whether that be his music or his perspective, feel free to reach out to him on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter at BatteryTour. Or you can shoot him an email at BatteryTour at gmail.com. Now, if you want to hear his music and his schedule and see his videos, visit his website, BatteryTour.com. And all of this info will be in this episode's show notes on our website, so be sure to check it out. If you didn't know, Starting With The Story also launched a blog that will include a variety of different posts on our journey, life insights, and just storytelling in general. Check it out at startingwiththestory.com slash blog. Another friendly reminder that we have partnered up with Crystal Ray High School for Season 2. We've raised over $100 so far and will continue to collect donations to support the future students. If you enjoyed this episode or something resonated with you from the story, tell us about it. Let us know your thoughts and your experiences. If you found value in this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, leaving a review, or even sharing it with your friends. It really helps us out and lets us know that you enjoy what we provide to you. Lastly, if you have a story or know someone that does that you think would connect with others, shoot me an email at share at startingwiththestory.com to potentially be interviewed for a future episode. All of the music in today's episode was originally composed by Bryson Kemp. Check him out at brysonkempmusic.com. I want to be able to connect with people and connect people to each other through storytelling. And now you can be a part of that journey as well. Go out there and share your story. This is John Lee on Starting With A Story, signing off. Stay safe, stay you, and learn.